about creation we're going to talk about how God creates uh, we're going to just start off by just going to scripture uh, just right away Absolutely, uh, so important. You know what? I've um, I've just realised that I haven't had the sound there, so I'm going to redo that and just add some sound in there quickly. So, guys, I'm sorry about that. Um, so, uh, let me put it this way: I'm not going to go back. It will be very difficult to add the sound in that. I just reali realised that I I don't have sound in there, and now to do redo this whole thing is not going to work. Um, so what I said there is that the word Elohim, the word Elohim, I've pointed out there, uh, is a plural word. It basically talks about rulers, judges, divines, one, divine ones, angels, gods. It's got a plural intensive case that it can be used in as well, uh, which talks about God or goddess, God-like one. So uh, it says that, you know, when we use it in the plural intensive or sing where it's got a singular meaning we can say the God-like one so it talks about a, the the plural form of God and then someone that is like the one wherein we see God in his plural form which is more than one God uh, now that might sound like heresy to you uh, that's why I wouldn't use the word more than one God I would use the word divine ones which would uh, speak about the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit which then makes up God that is who God is God can never ever be defined as uh, one person uh, you cannot think of God as one person even when we think of God that came in the cool of the day to speak to Adam think of three beings that came in the cool of the day to fellowship with Adam think of a family uh, the best way in which we can use um, the plural intensive case is when we talk about one family. One, there's only one. What, what one? One family. So when we say one God, we talk about one Trinity. 
where there is three beings that has got a love relationship a friendship relationship wherein they dwell which is so powerful that all life flows from that which is so powerful that all um, you know everything is created from that platform you know so okay let us then uh, go back to Genesis 1 and we just read that again it says in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth so when it says God created it says that these three beings actually brought something forth now um, unfortunately I don't have the sound connected to the uh, to the screenshot um, but let me let me just do it guys this is just part of the family let us just quickly put put it in there because I want to Okay, now there will be sound. Right, glory to God. So the sound has been added in. Uh, I'm sorry about that. That's just the, the way stuff sometimes work. You know, in a family, uh, you forget about something and, uh, you know, you're in the broadcast, so you can't just quickly go and correct it. So there it is. We've got the sound back. So when we talk about God that created, we talk about a being that lives in love, a being that has got a powerful relationship, and from there stuff comes forth it would be like Elena and I we love each other and we look at each other we shape one another's life we live in each other we become one in this oneness we find what we define as family and from this family we find after a while we see a house we see a car we see a business we see things come forth so out of this union we find that in this union things are created on account of the union so this very same thing is uh, with God and God created God created whatever came forth was on account of God uh, so it is uh, it derives from God and we're going to see that now um, even in the in the Hebrew let us go to the Hebrew and have a look at the word uh, create there there's the word create and there's the beautiful word uh, 853 which if I click on it talks about Aleph Tav you see there Aleph Tav the first and the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet which is not translated, which cannot even be pronounced in the right way. It, 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 it is just, you just skip it. You know, um, it, that talks about Jesus. In the beginning, God created. That word create there, you can see in the Hebrew, it is the word bara. Uh, I think the better pronunciation would be bara, um, which then is Beth, Resh, Aleph. Beth, Resh, Aleph. Now, the moment you, you, you see a Beth and a Resh together, it's the word Bar, which uh, in Aramaic is the word for sun. So, the son of Olive. The son of Olive. Olive is the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, which also means the following. Uh, let me read that to you. Uh, it means the following. I've printed this out. I don't have it on the screen for you guys. Aleph means an ox. 
that's the picture of an ox it means strength or the leader so it's the son of the leader so when God created it talks about the it talks about a son of someone now the moment you talk about a son you talk about the fruit of intimacy you cannot have a son or a daughter or offspring outside of intimacy and intimacy God's way is because of love you cannot just have intimacy and go and sleep around as you like you know that intimacy is not intimacy that is born out of love uh, God first loves you know and then on account of that love we find intimacy that comes forth and on account of that intimacy we find then fruit and that is what he says here and God created the heaven and the earth we can also you know we've got this idea of this monotone God that sat in uh, floating in space just loving himself have no, he's got nobody to fellowship with then one day got this bright idea and said let us make the earth it didn't work that way it doesn't work that way with God everything God does is from a relationship perspective God creates through intimacy God brings forth through intimacy he doesn't just create even the word create talks about the son son of olive it talks about the 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 uh, uh, um, the God's mind basically dwelling upon you know this intimacy and what what is between the father and the son it talks about a union between more than you know more than just the person himself it talks about more than one the father and the son inside the holy spirit and as they were dwelling in that we find ideas we find him speaking something and he created the heaven and the earth so the heaven and the earth and what was made was a result of this intimacy that there is inside the Father. Now, uh, inside God. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to never ever think of God outside of Him being a family. Uh, the Bible even says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Do you see that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God? And this Word was God. Uh, do you see the togetherness that is inside John chapter 1 verse 1? There's a togetherness, and it says that this Word was God. And this Word was with God. So it is God, but it's also with God. And then this word became flesh and dwelt among us. Now uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the word and what the word is a bit later on in this in this service. Uh, but I want you to just have your attention focused on God is a family. God is not has ne is not and has never been and will never be alone. It is a family. And uh, inside this intimacy, on account of love, we find fruit. So let me just recap and just say what I've just, everything I've said. Number one, what we find is that God created. God is the, the word God is the plural for the word for God or a single, single God. 
and it, it actually talks about the divine ones. The best way you can use the word God in a singular form is to say the family. You know, the family or a family. That word family then would be the word for God and the singular would be pointing to the family. So, um, God is more than one. Uh, yet He is in such a unity that you can only describe Him as a family or God. So, I'm not saying there's more than one God. I'm just saying that there is only one God. But this God is in family form. From this family form, we find that God created. The word create we use, uh, we, we looked at, is the word, is the word bara, which, um, and this is just the way I interpret that word, which is bar alev, son of Aleph, like you would get bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah means in Hebrew, it's son of the law. Bar mitzvah. Mitzvah speaks, it means commandments. So at 13 years of age, the Jewish children would go through a bar mitzvah where they will then become sons of the commandment wherein they have their life born from obedience to the commands. That's why, you know, I will not do and I have not done bar mitzvah with my children. Um, you know, I'm not going to make them son of commandments. You know, they are the sons of God. Glory to God. <clears throat> now, if that has happened, if, if you've done that just in love for your family and you just want to honor your son as your son, no problem with that. But what the true Jewish thing there is, is that's when they become liable to obey commands and where they can be judged according to those commands. So, uh, a young child was not uh, he didn't have to obey the commands. He didn't have to listen to the law. He didn't have to obey the law. Although they would want them to do that, but it was not, uh, it could not be forced down on them. But on the age of 13, they became, there was a bar mitzvah, son of the commandment. They became sons of the commandment. In the same way, we, got, we get Simon bar Jonah. Simon, son of Jonah. Bar means son of. So, uh, bara means, this is the way I interpret it, when God creates, means son of Aleph, son of the leader, son of the first one, which is God. So when God creates, He creates and brings forth um, as a result, or it's actually called a son of Him. Now, we cannot have a son outside of intimacy. And intimacy, the healthy ground for intimacy is love. Now, the word love um, in the Hebrew, let me just find it. Uh, I, I, I didn't plan to, to do it for you um, on the screen, but let us just quickly do that. Um, I must just find the right verse here. Uh, it is, let's just use the, the uh, Genesis 27 verse 4. Here it is, let me show you guys the word for love. There's an H157, that's where we get our Greek word from, um, which is agape. Here we see it's ahab or agab, if you want to say it that way. It's Aleph, there you see the Aleph, then Hay, and then Beth. Now, Hay 
the, the meaning of hey is very, um, people don't actually know what it means. It, it's just a picture of a window or of a man with his hands up in worship. It talks about lo and behold. It talks about, uh, it also talks about a window or to see or a future revelation. Uh, Joseph Prince calls that the sign for grace. I've even preached that many times like that. talks about grace. The, the, the God or the first or the leader of and then the, the letter therefore grace or behold or look and then house so love this is the way I would define love here when when you love someone is when when God or the leader beholds his house or the leader looks at his house or the leader through the window sees his house uh, so that is what I see love talk about. So when God talks about love and from this love something is created, it is as the Father beholds the Son, there is something He sees that is beautiful to Him. And that word love there, if we go and read it, it actually talks about essential uh, love where you breathe after someone, where you behold beauty and it brings forth something inside you. Now that is what from that is the place and and we've got to look at this from a sexual point of view now i'm not saying that the father and the son are sexually intimate it's not what i'm talking about it's it's impossible for that to be because the highest intimacy there is is in belief uh, in one another that is the highest intimacy because husband and wife can be uh, sexually one but without believing in one another so when we look at the father and the son we find that there's an intimacy of the father beholding the son and the son beholding the father in such a way that it forms there's an energy that comes forth from that there's a chemistry if you want to call it that way between the father and the son where like there would be something between me and my son when I behold my children when I see them studying when I see them struggling when I see them going through something there is just something in my heart this is my son uh, the other day Aubrey phoned me he was at university and he said that he had an exam and was so difficult you know he got very low marks for the test and he thought he's going to get zero for it and you know I was almost in tears when I heard what was going on with him I think I took it worse than what he was taking it not because I'm worried about him failing or not it's just my son you know I feel uh, I can feel his fears I can feel those things and that brings forth an energy inside me and from there we find certain things being created things like words that's spoken I immediately went to Helena we spoke to each other we went in prayer we prayed for our son we are there for him you know, my other son, if he goes through a hard time, the same thing. When he's happy and I behold, I look at, uh, the leader looks at the dwelling place. You know, when God looks at Jesus, he says, I'm looking at the place where I can dwell. I look at the place, uh, my mind dwells on him, my heart dwells on him, my thoughts dwell on him. In the very same way, we find the f b between me and my children, me and my wife, even me and the church, me and our web fellowship, I think of them.
I look at the place where my mind dwells. You know, I want to dwell with them. I want to be with them. That is the whole thing. And from there we find thoughts. We find creative ideas. We find a web church being born. We find so many things just come forth from that. And that's how we create. In the very same way, God created the heaven and the earth. And the very same way we find man comes forth. Even, it's even more clear in Genesis 1 verse 26 where God says, Let us make man. Let us make man. So it was from this unity, from agape, where man comes forth. From the revelation of contentment. In this contentment between the Father and the Son, somehow earth came forth. He spoke it. It came forth. In this wonderful union between the Father and the Son, man was created, but not just a man, a being in the image and likeness of God. In other words, a being that can actually experience and be a partaker of this life so that this life in the Trinity can live in Him and that He can experience what it feels like to have something created through Him on account of the Creator. Now, that is very, very powerful. That is so, so powerful. That is how God creates. So the atmosphere or the power from where something is created is agape. It is the love of God. That's why the Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His Son so that, th those, so that those that believe upon Him may not perish or have death, but that they can have life. Do you see how salvation was created by love? Um, Salvation came forth, the manifestation of Christ, uh, everything in our lives as believers that come forth, what Christ has done for the whole world was born from the agape between the Father and the Son. The Son loves the people, the Father loves the people, the, the, this love that the Father has for the Son and because they are in perfect union about what has to happen to bring forth salvation to man, you know, that is just absolutely awesome and it manifests or creates or brings forth an incarnation which is called Jesus you know so he was before time but we find a physical man coming forth and we find the salvation plan coming into manifestation and that is how God brings stuff forth the only way in which he can bring forth love peace joy long-suffering kindness meekness temperance faithfulness and all those kind of things is from the union not between the father and you but between the father and the son for the creator creates uh, by union between the Father and the Son. Now, th in order for Him to create inside a being that is in His image and in His likeness, this being needs to be included in this union. So the Father comes and He, in this love for the Son, this Son, after being incarnated into man, putting a man in the Trinity, his love is now not just between the Father and the Son, but between the Father and the Son as a human. 
Now when we are unified with that through faith by saying that the man in the Trinity includes me and is actually my life and we are unified with that, we find that as the Father and the Son has got an influence upon one another, we are seeing that effect in our own lives. And the Father brings, the Father and the Son creates us in a certain way. And we find that in Ephesians, is it Ephesians 2.10? I think it's Ephesians 2.10 where it says, We are His workmanship created unto good works. So, we are the we are created we are bar aleph we are the sons of god created the good works that will be in us the manifestation of good in us is on account of the intimacy that there is in the father bringing forth good works in us we are created unto good works which god has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them how did god pre prepare the good works beforehand that we should walk in them very simple he lived the good works in the trinity he lived kindness he lived uh, faithfulness. He lived love. He lived joy. The, he lived that. And from all of that, a being came forth in the image and in the likeness of God that has been created or a son of God or an effect or a manifestation of this intimacy which would be unto the very same life that God has. Do you see how God is the source of good works? Do you see how even the good work in you is called the fruit of the Spirit? <laughs> Glory to God! It's called the fruit of, not you, but of the vital principle that is inside the Trinity. Glory to God. Man, I hope this thing records. This is such good news. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm enjoying my own message. This is good stuff. Amen. Preach that, brother. Glory to God. You know, this is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The good that comes is the fruit of or the result of the Spirit of God. So as the Father and the Son are in one Spirit, in one life principle, which is called love with each other, what comes forth? A man. This man is a bit more unique than uh, waves and ocean and trees. This man has got, it's been, it came forth from this union as what we would have children that come forth after our image and likeness. You know, and he's got his own will, his own desire and all those kind of things. But as this love that's in the Father dwells in the heart of the children, we find that who God is, this Spirit, also bringing forth after its own kind inside of man. And we find love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, meekness, temperance, faithfulness, and all those kind of things manifesting in us as the fruit of God, bar alev, created by God. We are created by God and the fruit in our lives is created by God. Do you see how God creates? In our lives, if I talk about Eliana and I, you know, we, um, we find that certain things got born from us, like 
the ministry we have and the house we have and the car we drive it's we decide let's go and buy this car or that and it came forth in our lives but there's also something created in us which is in our image and in our likeness there are three of them Aubrey Henry and Bertus glory to God those three are in our image and our likeness and the way wherein the life we have will be shaped in them is as their hearts are opened to us we will shape and form their life now the greatest thing that happened to man was uh, in a negative sense was when man sinned and I'm gonna just touch on this well, let me let me just wrap the creation thing up a bit and then we're gonna just talk of just just something that's a bit off the point but that will just bless you the only way wherein God will create is through agape agape is between beings it's not just one it there needs to be more than one agape means to when the leader beholds his dwelling place so the father dwells in the son that's why it says father you are in me we are one and I want them to be one as we are one so in the very same way now you know that we find that the father when he looked at us when he loved us he says he loved the world the leader beheld his dwelling place and when he beheld his dwelling place it was so beautiful that he brought forth that from that love do you see how agape works God created and manifested the salvation plan God is the author of it all love is the author of it all and now when we are in the same spirit of agape when we can look at God and see our dwelling place with his logic and his mind we find that his word his logic creates in us that's why uh, the, uh, the, the Old Testament writer said create in me a clean heart O God I think it's David the read create in me a clean heart O God you know so I cannot have a clean heart by my decision God needs to create a clean heart in me how will he create a clean heart very simple through this agape between the father and the son he's loving the son influencing the son then this son becomes a man and now this man is the recipient now of the agape of the father and from there we find the life come forth and he creates a clean heart inside us uh, do you see how you know how God created a clean heart in man even for us how he cleansed our hearts and how he cleans the heart he had to bring forth a new belief he incarnated himself into man entered the law man brought forth a brand new man and now there's a clean heart available for all of us glory to God now that is very technical you might say Bertie this is my first time I'm watching your messages way too difficult for me to understand brother you know, like one of my friends says I'm not aiming for your head I'm aiming for your heart uh, you know so if this feels good enjoy it you know I don't always understand why a massage is so nice you know I don't have to understand how it works I just enjoy it and I reap the benefit of it so just enjoy and reap the benefit of this message of God's love now the Bible says in uh, Genesis 2.17, and uh, let us go to Genesis uh, 2.17. Um, here it is. Right, Genesis 2.17, it says, 
But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day you eat thereof you will surely die. Now let us have a look at this word die. To die, to kill, to have one executed. Now the, the, the Hebrew characters is what I want to focus on here. Mem, first one. Vav, Tav. Mem, Vav, Tav. Mem, the word for mem, and I've got it, like I said, I don't have it on the screen here, but it is, it means water or chaos. Water speaks of a spirit or life. So, water or chaos, vav is the picture of a nail, and then tav is the picture of a cross. Let me show you that. I'm just going to go over to the... Um, to the paper here and uh, just show you guys what I am talking about. Right there you see Mem. I don't know if you can read it there but it talks about water or chaos and then Tav right over there is a cross. You guys see the cross right there? You know? And then Vav, let me just find the, the Vav there. This is the one right there you'll see it says um, vav there it is a nail or a peg it talks about and or to be joined together now isn't that just absolutely beautiful when God and, and this is the whole thing when man sin God, God warned man he says if you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you will surely die now what death will you know God said man will die but he never, even in man's sin, even when man would eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he never separated himself from man. But what sin does, it separates you from God in your own mind. You know, when God says your sin has brought a separation between me and you, it doesn't talk from God's side. It talks from man's side. Your, your sin, your unbelief, brought a separation between God and man. God has always reached out to man. Even in the sin there, He says you will surely die and He couldn't exclude Himself from that death. He saw Himself one with man to the point that He could not separate Himself from man and He said, if you eat hereof, I will have to go to the cross. I will have to. You know, he, you will die. And even when he said that death, he says, if you eat of this, you will surely die. But even in that death, God said, I will nail up. The chaos will be nailed to the cross. And he loves you. He loves you. And as you hear this, feel how God creates in you. He creates an emotion that wants to make you cry. He creates inside you a passion that says, wow. He makes you feel the peace. Do you see how God creates in your life through agape? He said to Adam, he was beholding his dwelling place. He was the leader beheld his dwelling place. And he said, if you eat your of, you will surely die. And since Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega, he was also the end of the law man. And he said, you will die. What he said to Adam was, this life you want to live will not live forever. The lawman will not live forever. It shall die. Now there's much to say about that and I'm not going to get into that. I'm busy making a study on, on death and, and what it is and how the afterlife and all those things work. But what we can see for sure is that in the mind of God, 
he could not see death without him. He could not see you inside death without including himself into that death. And when he died, he ended your death so that you can have life, that you will not be a bar mitzvah anymore, that you will not be a son of the com of commandments anymore. If the, the closest bar mitzvah you can be is a bar mitzvah of Zoe, you know, uh, 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 which is the, the life of God, the son of the commandment of life. That's what you can be, but you can never be a son of the commandment as the Jewish people are. Um, that's not what he wants you to be. He's not, he designed that for you. So, in closing, God creates. And even when you sinned, even when Adam sinned, he did not see himself separate from you. He never separated himself from you. He loves you with an everlasting love, with an everlasting kindness, you know. And when the Bible says that God for a short moment turned his face from us, you know, turned away from us, but with everlasting kindness he will love us, it's not when he said, well, because you've sinned I cannot look at you. That's not what it says. When he turned his face from us was talking about the Old Testament time, this is what I believe, when he didn't show his face, he didn't show his glory, you know. Um, but within my wrath, in my passion for you to live, that's what wrath is, in my passion to end the law system, in my passion to say no to the law, I didn't show my face under the law, you know, as I'm showing it in Jesus, you know, and in the manifestation of the glory of God, people died. So he said, I will not show that. I don't want you to die. I want you to live. You know, and then in Christ, He came after taking away the sin of the world. He, he manifested His glory, this unapproachable light, and showed forth a man inside the glory. Hallelujah! Isn't that beautiful? Do you see how He turned His face from us for a moment, but with everlasting kindness, He will have mercy upon us and be good to us? Glory to God. So, I end off with a, a, a short summary. God creates... God is a trinity. He creates through agape. This agape brings forth as a, a, a bar aleph, son of aleph. So everything that comes forth comes forth from the aleph, uh, from the agape inside God. Agape means love. Inside the love of God, wherein he loses his breath over. And then he creates. When God creates, like I said, it's a fruit of who he is. Amen. From there we got created and from there He brings forth good fruit into us. Uh, you know, by His agape love, the Father's kind of a love. That's how He loves us. When He loves us, how does God love us? Love is what comes forth in the heart of God when He, when the Aleph, the, the, the leader or God or the first one, beholds His dwelling place. The word hey, uh, and I can show it to you here. Let me end off with that. There it is. The word hey there. Um, I'm sure you can see it there. It means lo, behold, the. Lo, behold. So it is Aleph. Lo, behold, my dwelling place. That's what it means. Aleph, God. Lo, behold, my dwelling place the world so much that He gave His Son so that we don't have to die but that we can have eternal life. 
Glory to God. Guys, I trust that you have enjoyed this message and that he that you can see in the summary of uh, the love part and creation that he even never separated himself from you even when Adam said, even when he said to Adam, you're going to die, he never excluded himself from man. He saw himself in that death. It is like me saying, you know, uh, he, you know Aubrey, if, or you know uh, uh, Henry, he likes to jump off high stuff and whatever. If you jump off there, you know, you're going to be injured. But when I see that injury, I don't exclude myself from it. I see myself paying the hospital bill. You know, it's not, I cannot, it didn't bring separation between me and him. The separation will be in his mind should he walk on a legalistic way. But I'm there for him. You see how much God loves man? Thank you so much guys. I trust this message has blessed you and impacted your life in a great way. Let us just, um, I think I've got a song that I wanted to play. No, I don't have the song anymore here. I don't know where it go, where it went, but uh, I want to just play a song for you guys. But let us, yeah, I think, let us sing Amazing Grace again, you know, and the, just let us just sing the song, end the service, because this is Amazing Grace, how it influenced us. This grace taught our hearts to fear, and it has set us free from fear. Isn't that this awesome? That is what God has done. Know that you are loved by God.